Hello and welcome to the Ed Armstrong podcast, a podcast of inspiration and hope. I am so excited to have you guys with me and I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Enjoy the show, guys. Hello and welcome back to the Ed Armstrong podcast. This is me, your host, Ed. Um, Episode seven today, episode seven. We're racking up these episodes, aren't we? Um, this one's a bit later than uh, than usual. So slight apologies for that. Truth is, I did two in a week on that other week. I can't remember when it was now, last week. Um, and I thought I'd leave a, leave a bigger gap for this next one. And also, the real truth is, I have been doing a lot of inner work on myself over the last week. So I thought, right, I'm not going to do much social media. I'm not going to do many podcasts. I'm just going to go within without getting too spiritual on you. Um, but it's true, though. I uh, I don't know. I was, no, without getting too emotional, I was uh, in a strange headspace for, for the last week, but not necessarily negative or, you know, similar stuff that, that we've talked about on previous episodes. Um not so much real, you know, dark, negative stuff that I've experienced for a while, um, many years prior, and we've talked about this, but more just trying to ask the bigger questions. I've always been that guy. I think I've told you this in some of the previous episodes. I've always been the guy that would, since I can remember, sit down on a rock at the beach and think, why am I here? Why am I here? What's this all about? Surely I'm not here to just live for a few years and then die. Surely it's bigger than that. Or it's more meaningful and more important than that. And uh, you ask any of my friends or family, they will say, yeah, I've always been a bit of a thinker. Sometimes sometimes to my detriment. I hope that's a word. Um, because clearly, as I've told you in the previous episodes, being a very active mind and also someone who thinks a lot um can get you into trouble and uh obviously it did for me for a long time but like i've always said i'm actually glad because it's got me here to this moment right now to then dive in more to this work and had i not gone through all that i wouldn't be here now talking about this stuff on the level of depth or interest that i am now um because for a long time i talked about the surface level stuff and there's a place for that but i want to go deeper you know me um, I want to go deeper on this podcast because I think there's a lot more to it than just the surface level stuff that a lot of people are talking about. Um, and nothing wrong with those people talking about it. You know, it, I, like I've always said, it's, it's not about being better than anyone else. And this is to you guys listening. It's just about your own experiences and what you go through allows you to be more aware of things and more conscious to certain things. Um, and people that haven't gone through similar things or things in their own life that haven't caused them to be that in, in their own situation, how can they be? You know, you, it's not like this isn't about saying one thing's better than the other or or there's only one way to achieve a desired result or, or whatever, talking about, you know, podcasts and information. Actually, it's a lot deeper than that. And it's often aligned with, and this is what I'm beginning to realize, your own journey. And I talk about this all the time, and you know that about me. Um, and, and that's what I've always said about this show is that I'm like a snap record, but m the more I experience things, m more of my own journey, more of my own 
eye-opening moments. I, I want to talk about them on here as a way of sharing them with myself, to be totally honest, but also as a way of sharing with you guys listening to get you thinking a bit more. Because um, like I, I always say, this isn't about saying my way or my um, experiences or knowledge or awareness is the best way and you must live your life like this. No, it's just my stuff and and my thoughts and ideas and <laughs> things that help me on the journey. If they help you too, that's bloody brilliant. So, so yeah, here we go. So what do I mean when I say I've been doing a lot of inner work lately? Well, I've always been someone who loves a book. Um, actually, that's not true. At school, I didn't know what I was doing um, and I hated books. But since I've left school and university, it's a shame because I had had if I had this knowledge back then, I'd have been a bloody, I'd have been way smarter because I actually love learning now, but I didn't back then. I just love the piss. Which for you listeners that aren't aware of Australian slang, that means to the drink, okay? Not literal piss. Um, I digress. The point I'm making there is, I'm not a piss head, right? Just a few drinks, like a few drinks. Anyway, Jesus, why do I always do this? I go way off and I've got to bring it back. I didn't love reading. That's what I was talking about. But now I do. I love research. I love learning. I love trying to understand more about my brain, about life, about the world, about philosophy, about physics, about energy, about spirituality, and all of the above. Sound like a new man. It's amazing. That never used to be me. Um, physics class used to scare the shit out of me. Um, but yeah, so it's very, very interesting. So I've always been that, but I've gone a level deeper, right, in this last week. Um, for, I don't know why things just, again, I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason and things and people and knowledge by knowledge. I mean, you know, textbooks or podcasts. I believe that when you're subconsciously seeking out more, the right things come to you. And then you suddenly go, I needed to read this. Or I needed to hear that. And that's what I'm hoping I am for you guys as well. The right time or the right moment when someone is you know needing to hear something or wanting to hear something i can be that voice for you hopefully um and that voice for me this past week was the good man eckhart tolle pretty sure it's tolle a lot of people say toll but i'm gonna go with tolle and if those of you don't know a legend um check him out great man um you know, I, what do we call him? A spiritual teacher. That's what we'll call him. He tells you he's not, you know, he's not anyone's guru. He's just sharing his knowledge and sharing his teachings, basically, uh, of, you know, his life and his increasing consciousness and how it happened with him over, over the, over his life. And, um, he's someone I've always heard of, but I've never really, you know, jumped into his work too much. And this past week, I've literally probably, um, I hope my mum's not listening because she'll say, why haven't you been doing your work, Ed? And I have, but I've literally probably listened to about 15, 20 hours of his work, um, his book, his first book called Power of Now. Um, he's also got a new book called A New Earth. And I was listening to a podcast series with Oprah Winfrey. Shout out Oprah if you're listening and Eckhart for that matter. Um, Hopefully I'm going to get Eckhart and Oprah on the podcast one day. Why not? Um, but uh, 
it's been amazing. And I've just been going so deep into this stuff to a point of really beginning to understand a lot more of this stuff. Um, and as I say, I've always known in the past, you know, I've always heard things, but again, this is what I was talking about before it to do with where you are at on your journey, whether or not you're ready to hear something or whether or not you're really ready to take it on, on board. Because in the past, I'm sure I've read something, you know, six years ago, someone said, oh, I live in the present moment. It's all we have and be present, be mindful and all this stuff. And, and I'm I was about to say guilty, not guilty, but I'm part of this as well, you know, in the sense that I've shared over the years, you know, be mindful and be present. And, and, you know, I remember doing a video years ago about this, but my level of awareness now has gone to a whole nother level of, of that. So I, I wanted to share it with you on this podcast. So it'll be a bit different, but the point is, I have talked about this a lot and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are like, oh, we've heard this all before. Mate. I don't need to listen to that. I get it about being present and being mindful to your life and to the moments in your life. And, um, and, but it's, it's funny how, as I say, I listened to it a lot of, a lot of hours this week or last week, cause it's Monday today. Um, to a point where I was just really, mind was blown a little bit. And also my mind, I suppose, was just open to a whole nother way of, of living each and every day. And, uh, and it's been amazing. And I just wanted to get on here today and share some things that I've, I've taken away from it. So a few little, um, you know, teaching um, points, if we can call it that, but also just some of my thoughts about how I've implemented or how I am implementing this more in my days. And, and, and again, with the hope that it, it, you might take something from it, you might take some little bit from today's show and be like, okay, I'm going to try that. Or I'm going to think about this differently or cause you know me, that's what we're all about here. Thinking a bit differently, being a bit more open-minded. Um, and yeah, hopefully it's going to bloody help you. Now, without telling you Eckhart's life story, I'll, I'll save that cause I think you should go and read the book. Um, or I recommend it. You don't have to, if you want to, you can. Um, but long story short, Eckhart, <laughs> now Eckhart and I had quite a similar, now, right, before I start, I am not saying I'm the next Eckhart Tolle, okay? Uh, I'm certainly not on his level, but it was really interesting to me how our stories were actually, were quite similar. I'm not going to say are similar because the guy's a bloody spiritual legend and I'm just a, struggling podcast host. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm joking a little bit, but our story at the start was very similar. Okay. Without going too deep on Mr. Eckhart, he basically at about 28, which funnily enough was when my dark day happened, 27, something around there. He basically had a moment where, uh, you know, and, and this is serious stuff. So just, we're going to get serious for a minute, but he did actually want to end his life. And he talks about very openly in the book, how he was so in his own mind and he was so trapped in his own mind and he was so scared of his own mind and he couldn't understand what was going on, uh, that he wanted to just take his, take his own life and, and leave earth as he knew it. Um, but in that moment, and obviously it's a lot deeper than this, but I'm trying to give you the, the overview. He, uh, he basically realized that he asked himself the question that he was saying that, you know, I can't live with myself anymore. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that's exactly his quote, but it was very simple. It was something along those lines. And in that moment, he thought, well, who am, who am I 
if I can't live with myself. And in that moment, he realized that there must be two of him. <laughs> now, some of you are like, what's this guy talking about? I get it. If you don't get it, that's fine. Just, just bear with me because this took me a while to get as well. But in that moment, he basically realized that there was him and his mind thinking, which he now knows and we've talked about as being the conscious programming of the thinking mind at play, which is at, which is at work in all of us every day, continuously, thought after thought, day after day, year after year. And unfortunately, that is the foundation of most people's most people's lives. They just are so in their head that very rarely are they ever living in the present moment because they're so in their head on a living on a um, a program, an automated program of just thinking obsessively um, every single day. And Eckhart in that moment realized that who the hell is the person that's observing that? Because he said. I can't live with myself anymore. Who's I? Who am I if I can't live with myself? Who's myself? <laughs> and in that moment, long story short, he realized that there must be something more. There must be an observer or someone observing, witnessing this thinking mind. And that's where he realized that I'm going to learn more about this. I'm going to realize that I'm not going to just listen to the thinking mind and believe that to be me. Maybe there's a something whole, completely outside of me that I don't even realize or haven't even realized that's actually much more powerful than this. And that that is the observer of the thinker. Now, interesting thing is we've talked to it. So if, uh, if that's made you go, I don't know what you're talking about and I'm switching off, then, then I understand because it's quite um, intense and it's quite, as I say, mind-blowing. Um, and, and I've talked about this before. If you guys um, have listened to the previous episodes or you're just joining today, check out the previous episodes and you'll understand a bit more about this. But that was very similar to my journey. And again, I'm not saying I'm Eckhart, <laughs> please. Certainly not. But very similar in the sense that I did experience something very similar to him in that moment in that I realized that there was something going on in my head that was very um, obsessive, um, scary, um, basically didn't want to be associated with it but for years I believed that was me and I was those thoughts because guess what if they're in my head and I remember even thinking this if they're in my head no one else bloody put them in there they're in mine so it must be me I am those thoughts I am that is me and there was nothing else to it and in 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 that moment as well where in in a similar moment of and I've talked about this on the dark day the surrender of me and I didn't really realize this at the time but when I look back I now it now makes so much sense that was me realizing because I equally knew that it wasn't me and I know this sounds a bit out there but I did I remember thinking when all this bad stuff was going on the scary thoughts the, the difficult moments in my head from for all those all those years I did know on a deep level that that wasn't me because I'd all that was how I managed to live with it for so long because I could always say no I know that I'm I remember saying, I know this isn't me and I'm more, more than this. And that actually, you know, for me, it was about being a good person and all these sorts of things, but my mind was telling me the opposite. So I subconsciously knew that there was something bigger at, at play here or at work. And now I know that that was me actually realizing that there was an observer in myself in that I'm not my thoughts. And then the more work I did after surrendering as well, 
to myself and to the thinking mind. I then went to get help, which we talked about. And then my therapist <laughs> was telling me about the thinking mind and the observing mind. And then the whole journey began to being like, oh, okay, this stuff, there's something to this. Wow. So for years, I just was associated with the thinking brain, thinking that was just me, my thoughts in there. No one else put them in there. Just me. That is me. And I was tied to that. And I was, I was stuck and I was trapped in my own head um, and believed that was my reality. And in the moment of surrendering and realizing that actually there's a lot more to this and that maybe I'm the observer of these thoughts, suddenly gave them a bit of space and made me realize that, wow, I'm not sure I understood it back then. I'm not sure I I'm still do totally now. I'm working on it. But I realized that there was something a lot bigger at play here. And then if I was not my thoughts, who the hell am I? Or who the hell is the person observing the thoughts? And then I thought, maybe that is who I truly am. That's my essence, is the observer of the thinking mind. <laughs> Mind-blowing stuff, isn't it? You know, and I really don't think this is very common knowledge or common... Uh, it's not spoken about a lot, which again is another reason why I want to talk about it on this platform, this show, because... As I say, if it gets one person to think a bit differently and to investigate this stuff more with people way more intelligent than me, and that changes their life for the better, then that's great. But it's it's stuff that's really not spoken about. Um, and I don't, well, I think I do know why, because one, it's very complicated. And two, like I've said many times, I think you have to be at the right point in your life to actually either begin to understand it or to want to go and seek it out right Eckhart talks about in, the, in his book um, Power of Now he says you know some people you you could you know have have them read my book and they wouldn't understand and they'd go this is just does not relate to me at all I don't get it and this this just doesn't make any sense and again some of you might be thinking about this podcast and that's okay too because big Eckhart says he's not that big he's quite a little fella Sweet, sweet German man. Um, that's beside the point. He says, it's, that's okay. If people don't uh, understand it or they're not ready to listen to it or take it on board or it doesn't make sense to them, that's absolutely fine. They're not really ready to listen or read it or listen to it. And that's absolutely fine. And he says, you know, the one thing you can't do is force it on people. And that was something I, when I've found out more about this, I'm like, my natural reaction or instincts to be like, I want to give this to everyone I care about. I want, want them to listen to it and understand it a bit more. But then I realized that's not how it works. And I've realized that although I'm talking about it on this podcast, um, and that's my little way of sharing some thoughts and ideas with you. The most important thing, and Eckhart says this as well, is that I and we and in ourselves, we do the work on ourselves. And then the rest the rest will follow. But, um, and that's a lovely message to you guys listening, but also to myself, talking to myself here. It's like, you just worry about you, Ed, and you do your work and and, and good things will happen. But um, it, it's it's been, yeah, it's very, very interesting to just try and understand it a bit more. And um, and yeah, oh God, it's such, such good stuff. Because <laughs> I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but us humans, we are, or well, we've evolved to have this thinking mind that basically makes us believe that we have to have that working in order to protect us ultimately um, to keep us safe in the world we live in. Um, unfortunately though, and again, most of you can agree with this, 
Um, and if you don't, then tell me what your secret is because you, you've got something we haven't. Um, but we do, don't we, as humans? God, how often are we in our head? Oh, and I am, I am one of the most thinking people, if that even makes sense, or the most active thinker there is. And that sounds like, you know, Einstein. No, I don't mean that. I just mean my head. God, I can think, right? And I can worry. And I can go back in the past and think about what I should have done better, what I could have done better. And I can future project. And I can say, oh, God, what's going to happen with that or with this? Or how am I going to do this? Or what, what if I don't achieve this? Oh, my God. So I've got, you know, which is where depression and anxiety lies, isn't it? You know me, we're about mental health here. This is about this, but on a whole nother level when you get this. This is on a whole nother level of awareness and awakening. But we do, don't we? Depression and sadness is often when we're looking backwards, thinking about what we could have done more or what we should have done or how, you know, our life, you know, or how difficult our life has been and we hold on to those things. Again, this is very general, but I'm just trying to be general here just to give an example. And then the anxiety fueled brain is in the future what could happen what might happen what 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 is what is going to happen what you know and again none of that stuff if we're totally honest with ourselves really if we're totally honest ever helps us does it it doesn't in the present moment it doesn't help us um well actually it does because when we're in the present moment we're often present that's what i'm going to get to today so we can't then be in the past or the future but i'm going to get to that in a minute what I'm saying is when we're living in our mind of past and future, worry, anxiety, fear, depression, sadness, where we're not actually in the only place we can be, which is the now, the present, this moment right now, right now that you're in. But I get it. Our brain and our thinking mind is just unconscious and is thinking a lot of useless, unhelpful thoughts that we don't really need if we're totally honest and now i can hear some of you saying well hang on ed are you saying get rid of thinking don't think no of course not but i'm saying present thinking there's a place for that of course um, and even if you want to go in the past for something that's fine i do that too but we're bringing a presence to that thought in the present moment that's absolutely fine and then when we're future planning of course there's a place for that you know if you're going to get married next year you got to plan the bloody wedding. We can't just say, I'm going to be present and hopefully it'll figure itself out. Of course not. I've got to make that clear. I'm talking about the general chatter that's like 90% of our thinking, which is just unhelpful, useless stuff that does nothing but give us more fear, more anxiety, more sadness, more frustration, more problems, right? That's what I'm talking about. And as humans, we all live there. That's most of our lives. And some people... And again, I'm not saying we're better or worse, but I truly believe some people are totally unconscious to that there is even another way to live rather than just in your head all the time. Um, you know, and then part of me thinks some of them have won a little bit because I often look at people who don't seem to be thinking a lot and I think, oh, they, they seem happy. They, they've figured it out. And maybe they have. Maybe they're some enlightened guru that I'm not sure that I don't know about. And then I'm thinking, I'm doing all this work and I still can't get it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> that's me again. I'm a big thinker. Um, and then I realize that's just, that's the ego, isn't it? That's exactly why we need to be working on this. Because this is the very reason we're doing this. 
to understand more, to be more aware, to be more conscious, to be more awake to life and all the beautiful things in it. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this. I mean, I, I certainly can remember times where, and I've talked about this in the past when I was going through my real deep stuff, dark, heavy stuff. There'd be moments where I'd be so in my head that I wasn't even aware and conscious and awake to what was actually going on around me. Sometimes I'd be walking down a street and I'd be so in my head. And it's one thing when you're just having a few thoughts, but it's another thing when you're having like a living nightmare, bloody in your head, just walking down the street. We've talked about this. That's all another thing. But I mean, I've had moments where just so in my own head thinking that I'm st completely not where my two feet are. It's actually pretty scary when you think about it. Um, but I know I'm not alone in that because I know that a lot of us, um, and I'm going to say the majority of people, let's be honest, um, and I include myself in this, which is why I'm working on it because I want to improve it. But we're just in our head. We're in our head most of the day. Um, and of course, we have moments of, of presence where we might not even be conscious that we are present, but we're so in a moment, um, we're just we're just there. And that's great. And, and obviously, a lot of people have those experiences, of course. But majority of time, people are just in their head. And um, and it's, it's really sad when you think about that, because you think, well, actually, I'm missing out on so much of life. Well, I'm missing out on life, basically completely really when you think about it because what is life life is a series of present moments isn't it all we ever have is the present moment when you actually think about that and you let that sink in it's an amazing thought and feeling to be like wow actually all i have is this moment right now and yet so much of my thinking and mind is taken up, and day is taken up of worrying about what happened a minute ago or what's going to happen tomorrow and rarely we ever in the present moment and obviously I'm talking a lot about the present moment today because this is what we're talking about because I'm so into this at the moment. Um, and, and this is what this book and Eckhart's teaching is so much about. And how the the power is actually in the present moment as well. Um, and how when you truly understand that, life does change. It, it really does. Um, and And you kind of, I don't know, you get this power where you're, really obviously present to the moment to the thing you're doing to the to exactly being where your two feet are and it's powerful and it's beautiful and if you're really honest with yourself in that moment you're not worried you're not fearful you're not anxious you're not scared you're totally present and Eckhart says this and trust him over me but I totally believe this we can always deal with the present moment always no matter what's going on when we get into trouble is when we're worrying about what might happen, what if happens, what you know happened before, what's going to happen. That's when we get in trouble, and that's actually where we create the all this tension and resistance and and problems in ourselves, in our head, and in our, in our mind. And I can, God, I can be the first to admit that that's that's something I do all the time and have done for so many years. The resistance of it should be different or it's why is this happening or, or how am I going to change this or why me and all this sort of stuff. That's the very resistance that we're talking about. And that when we can park that, when we can set that down a little bit and just say, all that isn't helping in the moment right now, sit with it, be, and you'll find there is no bloody resistance. 
I'm going to talk a bit more about this as we go, but it's amazing. It's bloody amazing. And something else I've realized in the last week is that most of us, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, send me a message. I'd love to hear. Most of us are never fully present in the moments we're doing because we're always looking to finish the thing we're doing so we can get to the next place or next point. And this works long term, which we've talked about with goals and, and things like that. We don't allow ourselves to feel the joy and happy until we get the goal. We might never get it, which is a problem in itself. But in small moments throughout the day, right? Everything we do is a means to an end. I've got to do the dishes now so I can sit down and relax. I've got to cook the dinner so quickly so I can then go and eat the dinner. I've got to walk up the stairs as quickly as possible so I can then go to my kid's room and help them with their homework. I've got to um, do the gym session as quickly as possible so I can get back to the office, right? I've got to send this email as quickly as possible so I can then go out on my lunch break. So everything we're doing is a means to an end. I do this action now to get so I can do the next thing which is seemingly in our head, the future project projection, more important than what we're doing right now. And it actually couldn't be further from the truth. The most important thing, I'm thinking you're getting the idea of this podcast, is that what you do now is the most important moment, the most important time and moment in your life to focus on. Because why? Life is a series of present moments. We only ever have a present moment. So if we're always trying to get to the next thing and having the action we're doing now as a means to an end, we're never present because we're going to get to the coffee break and then we're not present there because we've got to get back to the office quickly. So we're going to finish that coffee as quickly as we can with our friends. We're going to even be with them. We're not going to talk to them. We're just going to be there quickly. Yeah, I've got to get to the next thing. And that's where I think a lot of people live. That's how a lot of people live, I believe. And so one of the things I want to share with you today and something that I was really working on last week um, there's a funny story as well on the weekend. I'm going to share with, that with you in a minute as well. Because uh, just as I thought I got this, I found out I don't have this yet. <laughs> but anyway, the last week I really did. Everything I was doing, I was trying because I was so in in it, you know, in just the, the learning of it. And I was like, right, I'm really going to commit to this this week. And, and Eckhart was talking about how every moment you have is actually an opportunity for for what he calls a spiritual practice. So we often think about spiritual practices, or, and I've often thought this, and I often teach this or share this, is that meditation is your spiritual practice. And yes, meditation is hugely important, and it's going to help you with this. But I was often guilty as well of, um, I'm not sure I should, Eckhart would like me using the word guilty, but we'll go with it. I was often very in the mindset of, right, I do my 10-minute meditation in the morning so I can then get on with my day. But what is that? That's me not being present in meditation, which is the very thing I'm supposed to be practicing being present in. But I was kind of box ticking. Yeah, get that done. Then I can go for my run or whatever. Then, and that was, that happened to me for years, right? Um, but equally, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because again, like I've said, that's the journey. I needed to do those 10 minutes of meditation for a few years to get me to this point now where I realized that actually maybe there's a lot more to this. Um, and wherever you are listening to this now, just take what what makes sense to you. And, and you know, like I say, so if, if you're just doing 10 minutes now, don't think, well, that's not good. No, that's brilliant. And that's great for you. And if ever you're ready to go and go to a bit more or do a bit more of whatever you feel is necessary for your next step, do that. But don't just decide, no, don't think, you know, that if you're doing something and you hear me saying, oh, there's more to this, that's just me and where I'm at now. So I'm experiencing that. So I hope that makes sense. 
probably doesn't. I hope it does. Then I was realizing that, and, and I would often say to people I was working with and just general people that I would talk to as well, I'd say, look, the whole idea of meditation is not to just do the practice. It's actually so you can then bring the practice to your daily life. Therefore, be more present, be more mindful in daily activities, not just do the practice and then tick the box and then move on to the next. Cause that's very much the thing we were just talking about before, which is means to an end. And so Eckhart was saying, look, every opportunity you have today and tomorrow, and this is a little thing I'd like you guys to practice as well. Every opportunity you have is a moment for a spiritual practice, something like walk, going for a walk. That is a spiritual practice or it can be doing the dishes. That is a spiritual practice or it can be. Um, sitting with your loved ones. That is a spiritual practice. Um, sunbathing. <laughs> Just thinking off the top of my head now. But these moments, or waiting in a line at the post office, traffic jam, right? All these things. And again, I'm no expert. I mess these up on the daily, but I'm working on it. And I'm working on it. All these opportunities. Again, think about it in your own mind. Think when you're in these situations, how do you respond? Do you do you take a moment to sit and be like, okay, I'm going to wait in the line. I'm going to be present. Or do you go, this is ridiculous. How long does that lady have to take in front of me? Is she going to take much longer than this? She's been there for 20 minutes. I know you because we're all bloody same. Think about how you react because I know that's how I bloody react. Um, I get annoyed in traffic. I get annoyed in a line, in a queue at the post office. I get um, I, I'm on my walk or a run and I'm bloody trying to get through it as quick as possible so I can get as much physical benefit as possible, right? And I'm sure some of you are similar or you can relate to this. But actually, this past week I stopped and thought, you know what, I'm going to go really, I'm going to really bloody look at those trees on this walk. I'm going to look at the bloody flower. It's gorgeous. I'm going to be waiting in line. I'm going to really not say I'm waiting. I'm just going to be. I'm going to take a moment to say, this is some of my time. Brilliant. I can't go anywhere. I can't change this. I'm in the bloody queue now. There's 10 people behind me. There's three people in front of me. I'm not going to get out, am I? That would be stupid. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to practice a bit of mindfulness, a bit of breathing. I'm just going to be here. I'm just going to be still in this moment. Because guess what? Right now, my life is the post office line in traffic. I'm not going to get angry. I can't change the situation. I'm going to be here. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be okay with it. Present moment living again. And it's so funny because as I started to do that, it's a little challenge for you as well. Practice that this week. I, things were different. I was so much more calm. I was so much more present, clearly. I was so much more aware. I was so much less stressed. I didn't want to, I didn't, suddenly the mind sort of quieted down a bit. Eckhart talks about this thing called no mind. That's when you really... You really, you're really onto something when your mind is really still. But that's what happens when you're in the present moment. And I felt calm, less stressed. When I'd usually get angry at the person who cut in front of me in the traffic, I'd usually be like, "You." I didn't. I said, "Take my space in front of me, fellow citizen of Earth." No, I didn't do that. I'm not quite at that level yet. But I did. I thought, "Yeah, just let him go. It's okay. Let it be. Be present." Um, when I, in the gym, and I'm always a guy that's just smashing the gym as hard as I can, again, to just get the benefit of it. But I was like, no, right, just be here. Be in the gym. Really feel the bloody weights. Think about what you're doing. Be present. And you can literally, doing the dishes, usually that's a task I hate. I was like, you know what, I'm going to be so present doing the dishes. I'm going to feel the bloody soap on my hand. I'm going to make this a spiritual practice. When I'd be outside sitting in the garden, I take a moment to sit and just look at them. I know it sounds ridiculous. 
but it's the truth. I'd, I'd looked at a flower. I never look at flowers. <laughs> I've lost a lot of you now. Um, no, but it's true. I looked at a flower. I've never seen such beauty, right? Judge me if you want. I don't care. I saw a butterfly, ladies and gents. Beautiful creature. The old me would just look at that. Yeah, butterfly. Get out, get out of my face when it's flying around me. I wanted it to go on my hand so I could look at it and actually be with it. It's beautiful. I went to the shop in the evening on this day. I was really into it. And I told one of my mates this. I've never seen bloody such yellow bananas. I know this sounds ridiculous, but what was happening there was I was just experiencing, call it what you want, oneness, true bliss, love, like joy. I don't know. But it was all from really being where my two feet were and actually being there looking at things and Eckhart talks about this as well not labeling things because in our mind we label everything so as humans we know what a tree is we know what a flower is we know what a bloody butterfly is because we've given everything a name a label but he talks about not labeling so going out for a walk not labeling just just looking at things as if you didn't know what they were I'm telling you do that today it will change your experience of how you see the tree outside your window the flowers on the walk the animals that go past you it's crazy what happens it's not crazy it's the opposite of crazy it's beautiful what's crazy is how most of us live in our bloody head that's crazy that's insanity it's beautiful it's blissful it's joyous it's amazing and you feel connected to things to plants animals the world and this is what all this spiritual teaching teaches is that we are connected and we are one with with everything now i know that's a bit out there and some of you be like you lost me there you lost me. I'd be at the flower. Now you've lost me that I'm connected to the whole universe. And we'll get to that on another show. But we are. And uh, and I honestly, I thought last week, I was like, I've got this. I almost wanted, almost wanted to bring out the E word. I might be bloody enlightened, you know. I'm bloody enlightened. And then this weekend I realized very quickly, you're definitely not enlightened, Ed shit so it was the end of the week right and i was like a walking talking spiritual enlightened master okay my own thinking i hadn't told anyone that it's just how i was feeling i thought i've got this i thought i have got this i'm the new Eckhart. i'm the bloody second coming right i'm the next i'm here i've figured it out i get it this all makes sense right and, and it really did make sense I, i'll be honest i did experience a level of awareness and a level of understanding that I've never experienced before. It was like all the stuff I'd learned and, and been taught over the years of therapy, of reading, of all this stuff, because I've been into this for years, right? But it was like something clicked. It was like something shifted. And I even voice noted a few of my mates. I said, I have figured this out. I have figured life out. And I was like, on oh, bloody cloud nine. I was like a walk. I was just like, just walking, you know? through the clouds. That's how I felt in a white robe with my long beard. It was amazing. And I thought, this is it. I figured out life. Everything you can do is a spiritual practice. Be present. That's where the power is. You know, Eckhart was telling me you're whole as you are, Ed. We'll talk about this later on another episode. Maybe he said, everyone looks for the outside and for people, for things to make them whole. We know this, but actually you're whole already. The, the being, the, the true essence of you, the observer, the consciousness is whole already. 
I was like, I get it. I'm whole. <laughs> this is fantastic. But then he also went on to say, don't worry, you can still pursue a good life as well. We have goals and things. I was like, this is amazing. This guy gets me. I get this guy. He's saying I can be present and whole and I am now, but I can also pursue great things and live a great life, but not be dependent on having those things come true for me to be happy and fulfilled. This is all the stuff I tell my people on podcasts and people on Instagram about. This is it. You can be whole now. You can be happy now whilst you pursue all you want. All this stuff was brilliant. I was like, I get it. I get it. He was saying that, you know, everything you do is a spiritual practice. I was like, I get this. I'd never have to suffer again, ladies and gents. I was thinking, because honestly, this last week, I was literally living like a present legend. I was in my moments. I was talking to people. I was present. I was being there. I was giving off great energy. It felt great. I was washing the dish. I bloody couldn't couldn't get enough dishwashing. I was like, give me some more dishes because I could be more spiritual. I was looking at butterflies and snails and trees and flowers. I was like, oh my God, the world's bloody beautiful. And I know a lot of you are thinking, what drugs is this bloke on? I wasn't on any drugs. So high on my own supply, right? What Wim Hof talks about. But it's true. I felt blissful, amazing, present, powerful, inspired whole only way to describe it <laughs> and i thought brilliant i've got it and then uh the weekend arrived shit shit i quickly realized you haven't got this got in an argument something didn't go as well as planned got angry got pissed off frustrated annoyed and here's the funny thing here's the sick irony is that now you know i well i i technically i do know what to do i'm giving you all the answers be present <laughs> let go of the thinking mind back to the present all this stuff therapy taught me as well but this has taught me on another level i was like I, the worst bit is when you know what to do and you don't do it it's even more annoying and so i had this night i was angry i was getting in arguments i was frustrated i was i was fearful i was worried and then guess what happened the mind good old ego. The mind came in and said, mate, why are you bothering doing this spiritual practice, mate? You haven't got this at all. <laughs> You're a joke. You have not got this figured out at all. This spiritual practice stuff is nonsense. Forget it. And at the time I was really tied to that. I thought you bastard, you bastard ego, you, but you're bloody right. Or are you? Because then I had to realize, no, Ed, no, you're the observer of this. This isn't you. This is just your thinking mind again. And this is exactly the reason we need to keep doing this, because we need to keep understanding that this is this is what the ego, this is what the thinking mind does, thrives on this stuff. You mean you slipped up, you messed up? Oh, thank God, we can get him back again. The ego loves it, thrives off that, lives off that, feeds off that. Um, and so I very quickly realized, wow, there's a lot more to this. Uh, but then I did realize in that, that moment with those thoughts coming around saying, you haven't got this, you haven't bloody figured it out, mate. What's the point of all this stuff? I realized that those very thoughts are the reason that I need to keep going on this journey because it's not about being perfect. And this is something that I'm really struggle with. I, and this is where, again, what was happening on the weekend, I was bringing in resistance. I was, I was too tied to doing it amazingly or to be perfect in being a present being. But the irony is, by me trying so hard, created the resistance, which meant that I was no longer being present because I was overthinking everything. Um, and for me, I was getting very hard on myself. And so that's what happened on the weekend. I was like, 
oh, this isn't working. What's the bloody point? I'll just go back to being a bit more unconscious. And life was going all right then. So I just, I'll be fine. But then I was thinking, no, that's, that's not what it's about, is it, Ed? It's about realizing that actually, like anything, it's not about beating yourself up. You know, whether you guys are on your own spiritual journey, physical journey, health journey, whatever journey you're on, you guys know me. And I always talk about this. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about saying, well, this is what it is. I am, I'm here at the moment and I'm at least aware that maybe I'm not doing as well as I could be doing. And that awareness is what we'll get to in a second. Eckhart's main teaching points, but that awareness is a huge first step. And actually that awareness is massive because you being aware that I was pissed so me being aware that I was angry and getting frustrated, that is actually a sign that I'm no longer attached to that thinking egoic mind that is just telling me and dictating how I should be feeling and how I should be angry and how this is war this war this, um, this is a thing to be angry about this situation whatever was going on but the awareness is you actually taking yourself away from that giving that space and saying oh, okay i see what's happening i get why i'm getting angry here but that isn't me and that's not fully me and i'm a lot more than that and i'm the awareness of that so i can just let it sit and i can come back to the present and i can try again and although that takes a while you know and i think the more you practice the more you the more you or the more aware you come, the quick that you become and the quicker you can be at stopping that and of being aware of that and being conscious in that awareness, the, the quicker you can get out of it and therefore live a more present blissful life like our good man Eckhart. But obviously for me and for you guys maybe listening, it takes a bit of time, you know. I often have to sit in that and just be like, right, feel it and be like, right, I'm really pissed off but why okay i get it it makes sense but the fact that i'm aware of these emotions these feelings these thoughts means that i'm not totally attached to them which means i'm giving them a bit of space which therefore is actually the ultimate goal now back to the present what am i what can i do now move on to the next thing um but it was very funny because i'll be honest i actually got pretty down on myself on the weekend because i really thought and something still has changed definitely um or i wouldn't be recording this podcast if it hadn't and something did shift to a point where I thought I really am starting to understand a lot more of this. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful feeling. And I still have that, you know, now in this moment right now, I'm feeling it right now. I'm very present as I'm speaking to you right now. There's no script here. I'm just going with it. And that's a beautiful thing. So you always have that. And that's the other thing you realize the presence is always there. The power is always there for you to use and be, <laughs> but it was funny how I beat myself up so much to a point of being like, you haven't got this, you're useless, you're rubbish. But that was bloody ego coming back again, wasn't it? That was the thinking mind again, saying that you haven't figured this out. Some of you might be like, this guy's nuts, but maybe I am, who knows? Um, but it's very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. And yeah, made me realize there's a lot, of, there's a lot more work to do. But there's power in realizing that this is thousands of years of evolution. So give yourself a break, Ed, if you haven't figured it out yet. If you're not enlightened yet, give yourself a break, mate. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's funny stuff. So without making this a five-hour podcast, um, I'm going to wrap it up with a few little takeaways and, uh, and we'll go from there. So look, basically, the main takeaway of this is if any of this has interested you, hopefully it has, get the book. No, I'm not going to force it on you, but 
it's a great read, if nothing else, and it might make you uh, think about this stuff more. And if you're into this, I think you're going to love it. Um, so, but sort of bringing it all together, I think the three main points and takeaways I want to get away from today is, and Eckhart discusses this in his book, and we've talked about all three in little parts, but just to, to clear it all up and to bring it all together, we'll go over it again. Number one, you are not your mind. Now that is a huge, and that's a huge statement. And one that for me was really hard to understand, and maybe it is for you, but you're not. Let that bloody sink in. And hopefully for a lot of you, that's actually quite an empowering realization because if you're anything like me, the mind can be a pretty uh, difficult place to live. Um, like it's great, don't get me wrong, the mind's amazing for many things, but equally it can get us into a lot of trouble. But if you understand really, truly that you are not your mind and you understand that you give that a bit of space and that there's an awareness around the thinking mind and that you might just be the awareness i don't know you'll have to find that out yourself then it gives a lot of space and it makes you realize that you don't have to buy into every thought to every concern to every to every worry and i think the more people that realize that the happier people and more joyous more fulfilled people will be genuinely i believe that um yeah, it's powerful stuff. Um, two, the present moment is all we ever have. Again, some of you might be like, yeah, no shit. But let that sink in as well. Your life is a series of present moments. So really think about how you are living your days. Are you just going from one thing to the next because you think that next thing is more important than the thing you're doing right now, which is what most people do? The ego is very clever at telling you that the now is actually not that important. You've got to worry about that thing next. That's the most important thing to focus on. But actually, the most important thing you can focus on is right now, what you're doing right now. Because the present moment is all we ever have. Life is a series of present moments. And don't worry about the one in five years. You'll, that'll be your present moment then. And you'll figure it out then. And you'll deal with what is then in the present moment. But it starts with you being present right now in this moment. And then three, Eckhart talks about acceptance acceptance of what is. So those are kind of the three main takeaways of the book, but of also of this little podcast about the power of the present. You are not your mind. The present moment is all we ever have, and acceptance of what is. And when you truly understand those three things, and more importantly, live those three things, your life will change. It's impossible for it not to. And I would argue it'll be even more amazing than it already is. And I wanted to share a bit about me messing up, quote unquote, or having my challenges this past week. Um, to any of you out there who are on your own journey and you're feeling like you're, you've got it one minute and then you haven't the next minute and you're getting frustrated with yourself, know that like anything, this, here's the beauty of this, it's a practice, right? It's a practice. Like anything, like going to the gym, the more you practice, the more reps you do, the more weight you lift, the stronger you will be. 
just like this. The more times you can practice being present, the more times you can be more in the moment and actually fully be in that moment and realize that this moment that might be to someone else totally pointless or something not worth your time or something that you should be getting frustrated about, i.e. the traffic analogy or washing the dishes or whatever, realize that that's a moment for you to practice this stuff. That's a moment for you to practice being present, being in the now. And that's a very powerful thing. And the more you can do that, the more you strengthen that presence muscle. Um, And this is the thing with a lot of people I talk to as well about this. It's very easy to say, oh yeah, just just live more, be more mindful and live more, be more present to everyday life. But without understanding that it's a practice, it's like, that's like saying go and run an ultra marathon without doing any training. I mean, it's near impossible. So whether you're listening to this and you're brand new, you're like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Understand that you can dive into this stuff more. And the more you practice like anything, the better you will get at it. And or if you're someone really far along on the self-awareness, spiritual journey of enlightenment and consciousness, <laughs> then you can equally hopefully take something from this and be like okay i'm gonna keep practicing this because it's constant practice and it's constant there are constant moments to be taking part in these spiritual practices throughout the day in in some of the the things that might seem so insignificant they are beautiful moments for you to be totally present because if you're there that's all you have you can only be there but they are moments for you to really be in that moment and that's a bloody beautiful thing and the more you do that the more you practice the better you become at being that present person that enjoys an amazing life every single day in each moment and i think i mean take eckhart's words over mine but he talks about that is the secret to living um and when we fully understand this and when we realize that the power is in the now, the power is in the present moment and that everything you need and everything you're looking for is in this moment right now, you are whole, you are complete. That is amazing. And you realize that. And when you actually understand that and you fully allow yourself to be there, it's a beautiful thing. Even if it's for a second, you've been there and it's beautiful. And then you understand that I want more of that. I practice it more. And the other thing I love about this is because you guys know me, I'm all about how to balance being present, being spiritual in the moment, living an amazing life, but also having goals, having dreams, pursuing things. Because often a question that comes up when people talk about this stuff is, well, if I need to be so present in the now, how can I, how can I, or if I'm whole now, why would I need to achieve anything? Or why do I need to set goals? Surely, um, if I'm just living in the present moment and and being okay with what is as it is, does that mean I'm ever going to chase something more? Does that mean I'll ever have goals? Or what's the point in pursuing these things? And and I get that because I often have asked that question, but I'm beginning to realize now more than ever is that you absolutely can plan. Of course, you actually absolutely can have big goals and dreams, and you can absolutely you can absolutely pursue living a great life out in the world we know it with the physical form the physical life you can there's nothing wrong with that and i would argue that that is an important part of life like i always talk about but when we are trying to achieve these things to make us happy and whole and fulfilled we're missing a huge element of what is 
already within us right now in the present moment. And then when you get that, when you understand that, and then you go out and make life fun and go and do these things for the fun of it and for the enjoyment, but also work hard on all these things we talk about and keep practicing being more present, being more mindful and using that as a, as a practice in every other area of your life that you, that you are doing as well, because like anything, these, this, even this takes work, you know, and that's what I talked about in a previous episode is that the work sometimes doesn't mean being in the office 23 hours a day. That work might be being more present. That might be work to you. I think it is for most people. And that's something, that's a discipline. That's a practice. Just like for someone else is going to the gym, just like for someone else, it's, it's um, working in their, their field of work, whatever it is. But all this stuff basically comes back to you absolutely can pursue and, 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 and have these goals and dreams and all this sort of stuff. Brilliant. There's nothing wrong with that, but understand most importantly that you're bloody whole as you are and you're amazing as you are because you are something so much more than just the thoughts and the chatter and the bloody program that's going around in your head every single day. And when you truly understand that, that maybe, just maybe, you are the awareness of the thinker and suddenly you're connected to this amazing world when you actually start to look at it you realize that, wow, there's a lot more to this than that. And I can already find the power and the beauty in the present moment now, but I can equally go and pursue and, and chase these other things as well. But know that in those moments, I'll be present as well. You can't go wrong. That's the secret to a great life. Powerful stuff, powerful stuff. And I just want to leave you with a few little, uh, words from the great man himself uh, to conclude this episode, episode seven. And I just want to leave you with these words because I think if you really let them sink in, they might uh, they might be quite eye-opening to you and hopefully thought-provoking and inspiring. So I quote, the moment your attention turns to the now, you feel a presence, a stillness, a peace. You no longer depend on the future for fulfillment and satisfaction. You don't look to it for salvation. Powerful. Most of us are looking to the future for salvation. Neckhart says it just there. No, turn it to the now. Here's another one of my favorites. One day you may catch yourself smiling at the voice in your head as you would smile at the antics of a child. This means that you no longer take the content of your mind all that seriously, as your sense of self does not depend on it. That's huge, that's huge for me. The day that I could actually laugh at my brain and my mind for all the silly thoughts that were going on, that was a day of true awakening and transformation for me. Because I was like, wow, I don't have to, I don't have to be attached to that. There's freedom in that, I'm telling you. And then I'll leave you with this one. Just to finish, in case you haven't got the point yet, that the presence is where the power is. Have you ever experienced, done, thought, or felt anything outside of the now? Do you think you ever will? Is it possible for anything to happen or be outside the now? The answer is obvious, is it not? <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. I'll leave you with that.
And one more thing for all you high achievers saying, yeah, this sounds great, Ed. You're just telling me to sit on the couch, be present, be mindful, and life will be amazing. No. No, 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 no. I'm telling you that in each moment when you can be fully present, you will be better in that moment. And therefore, for you high achievers, achieve amazing things as well. Whether it's a great rig, amazing business, an amazing life, amazing relationships, all that stuff. But you're not dependent on those things to make you happy and fulfilled because you've already got them. You're already whole in the present moment. And then you can have fun with pursuing those things, becoming those things. Because they're just a byproduct of you living a present, happy, amazing life. Right? So there's nothing wrong with that. We need to I need to stress that because some of you are going to get back to me in the comments saying, well, how does this how does this work with my life? And what are we no, I just told you. So I want to leave you with one more thing. You know, I love a quote. Um, last one from from the great man Eckhart. God, I hope he's listening to this. God, maybe the universe. Hopefully, the universe will put Eckhart on this podcast. And he's listening to it right now. Who knows? Why not? Crazy things have happened. Okay, last one to finish. It's already over an hour, and then I'm gonna leave you to it. So just something about acceptance, um, awareness, understanding, bringing it all together, and then just bringing it all together in a nice, a nice final quote from Eckhart. So really understand this, take this in. When you accept your resentment, moodiness, anger, and so on, you are no longer forced to act them out blindly. And you are less likely to project them onto others. If you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Primary reality is within, secondary reality without. That's what I'm talking about. Powerful stuff. Um, anyway, I'll leave that with you and I'll leave it there. Uh, much love. Thank you so much for staying with me for an hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this episode helped you, made you think a bit differently, made you excited for all the things you can bring into your life and hopefully it made you realize you know you know what I'm gonna be more present I'm gonna go and practice those things Ed was talking about and I'm gonna be really present and that's what I asked for you today just go out for a little mindful walk right put the podcast down I don't even want you listening to me now if you're listening to me on the walk press pause right now well actually listen to what I'm about to tell you then press pause because or else you'll be like you won't hear it if you press pause you know what I mean and just put it down and be totally in that forest or wherever you are and have a look around. Don't label things. Just be with all the beautiful stuff, things that surround you and be fully present. And I guarantee you'll not only feel amazing, but you'll experience something more amazing that you have, than you have ever experienced before. Much love. Hope you enjoyed it. Share it with all your family and your friends. We need to get this bloody podcast global and uh, I'll talk to you on the next one. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on that episode. I am so grateful that you would spend that amount of time with me out of your day. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped you and I look forward to talking with you again on the next episode. <laughs>